Thank you for listening to the Old 77 Podcast. Eagles stink. Fucking cancer, motherfucker. Fucking asshole. Who are you? Hey, bitches. This is Old 77 Podcast. It's a safe place. In an unsafe world. Well, I told you we were going to have fun. Warning. Foul language may occur due to the subject matter. We're cage! Cage to the fucking world! Become a subscriber at patreon.com slash the old 77 podcast. Subscribers get bonus content and early access to episodes. Find out more at patreon.com slash the old 77 podcast. Thanks for listening. Fucking 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 asshole. First thing I do is I say, would y'all look at that? Shout out to my dad. Happy 78th birthday, dad. That was my dad cursing up a storm. Welcome back to the old 77. <laughs> it's a safe place. In an unsafe world. Hello, Ooh, fellas. That was really Hello, hot right Scotty. Okay. Was that me that was hot? No, that was me. Okay, okay. I'm all confused because we're in different spots now. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and somebody just turned my headphones down. The way the light shines upon your face from this angle I've the never way. seen before. We have a guest. Yeah, if you're wondering who the hell that was, uh, Jet is in the house tonight. Friend of the show, Jet Ainsworth. Yes. Hello, Jet. Jet How are you? They're Roberts tonight. Yeah. What is it? Um, I think it's Ainsworth these days, right? It is. Yeah. yeah you know, Jet. Jet's good. Jet's, Jet's fine. Jet's Jet. Good. <laughs> Just Jet. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm telling you, Jet's good, man. I'm so good <laughs> oh, now. Thanks for letting me hang yeah, we, three we, hours we, prior we, to the show. Dude, no we, problem at all. Take care man. of our guests. <laughs> Heck yeah, we do. Uh, big shout outs to some of our folks out there today. Uh, uh, my boy, Joey Caputa. Uh, let's see. Uh, JP, Eric Maymert. Uh, shout out to Courtney. Uh, What's up, Courtney? Google. Roger. Roger's powering through the, 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 the latest episodes. He texted me the other day. That's our marathon man. Uh, Daniel Brower. She's uh, liking our stuff tonight and a bunch of podcasts. I want to just say this one. We, we put up a, uh, a post up on Instagram uh, today and this guy has, I don't, it's a lot of weed. Who the hell knows how much weed that is, <laughs> but it says three words. And uh, we had a bunch of podcasts, um, tons, man, comment on it. And we want to thank you guys for interacting with us. And being part of this, we we listen back to you guys, and we just want to appreciate all of you. And uh, we're going to keep doing this thing until we get bored of it. So, and that's not that's not happening anytime that's not soon. Not, happened, no. not anytime soon. No. Hasn't happened yet. Do we know what the source of that picture is, Maddie? Where it came from? I don't know, man. I just saw it, and I was like, "That's got to go up on our Instagram." <laughs> Makes me wonder, like, if it's at that government weed. You know what I mean? You guys know about the government weed? No, man. Tell us what what what's government weed? I believe there's only one place in the United States of America that is allowed to grow weed for like governmental research purposes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I believe it's an I think it's an either Alabama or Mississippi, but um, the weed that they grow there is like notoriously just awful. It's very very bad weed. The weed in that bag looks. Looks dimmy. Well, dimmy. Maybe, but it, it it still looks better than it, that than the government weed yeah. that I've seen. What it looks like is it looks like a giant like we're having this conversation. Two thousand pound bag of shake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I I'm gonna go like I'm gonna go probably like two pounds there maybe. Right. That looks like your best friend's little brother showed up with a garbage bag. Look what I got, guys. Right. I got this from the street corner. Have you seen the picture, right? Jeff? On Fifth and Chapit. I have. Okay, I'll show it to you. <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah. 
This shit's oregano, dog. <laughs> right, right. And it gets high. It's not saying. getting me high at all. It no. couldn't. It couldn't be any worse than the stuff I had in fourth grade. <laughs> fourth grade. Yeah. You were smoking in fourth grade. I don't know, man. Pencil sharpening cops. <laughs> <laughs> I was smoking pencil sort sharpenings right. back in the day, man. Selling pencil shavings and ground up Smarties. It's a big bag, isn't mm. it? Mm. I think a cat. Whoa. Yeah, there it is. There it is. It's a big. Oh man. So uh, in three weeks, I think, is it three weeks? Uh, it's Halloween, and yep. uh, we have a Halloween show coming up. If you have experiences of the paranormal, uh, any kind of uh, UFO sighting or anything that's creepy, like someone following you home in a car oh or God, whatever, uh, DM us. Uh, you, you don't even have to tell us your name. Well, we'll see your name, but... If you, you want to be anonymous, to, yeah, if you want to keep anonymous, and that's you fine. want anonymous. But we want to know. We have some story. We have some stuff already. Uh, we have someone from England who mm-hmm. uh, messaged us. Yep. Uh, someone local. Um, also, a person I believe in Massachusetts. I think there was a couple from Massachusetts. If I think, uh, if I think about it. Um, but yeah, we've gotten several of them already. But it's cool that someone from England yeah. messaged us. I mean, we we are in twenty three different countries which is cool 28 technically 28 so today i was looking out of all, all, all of our um our stats from anchor yeah and i was looking at it and i saw russia oh yeah and there, there are three different cities in russia well one's moscow right um the other two i can't even pronounce yeah but the other so i googled the one and it's like, like in, a slaslovsky or something yeah like, i know it was it it's was funky it's borderline on your way to siberia yeah no kidding like so, it's in the middle of fucking nowhere dude who the hell's listening to us from there i don't know but they listen thank you and what, what i do is i get home and i open the bottle of vodka and we immediately just, you know, oh, seven, insult seven. them all all together. <laughs> and I, that's a, it might be Vladimir himself. Who knows? God, I hope Vladimir's so. an old seven. Might, yeah. Fan. Well, you know, yeah, Vlad's definitely got T-Mobile. Yeah. I'm right. thinking he's more of a cricket guy. Could be Boost Mobile. He's a good guy. Boost. They just got that Mint Mobile now. Trying, you know, trying to save some cash with Ryan Reynolds. Scotty, I see you got that printout over there with that. Is that the thing? Is that the the, the Lebanon thing? This here? Yeah. Yeah, man. This is the uh, the Missouri uh, the the bizarre saga in Missouri involving a missing woman mm-hmm. who was last seen being held captive in a cage. Uh, has taken a baffling turn when the house that she was apparently being kept in burnt to the ground this week. So she died in the cage. No, they they don't know. Immediately after, authorities discovered that it had been booby trapped. So oh, when they showed shit. up, the thing just caught on fire and burnt down. Wow. Holy so that means shit. somebody arrived. Right. right. So uh, the headline here, the Ozarks home where 33-year-old Cassidy Rainwater was allegedly kept in captivity, burned to the ground after authorities found tripwires and, quote, live incendiary devices. Whoa. That's insane. That's heavy-duty shit. Now, this is the same case that's been getting like a lot of national attention, right? Like, mm-hmm. There's a lot of like true crime podcasts that are talking lot, about so this that, now. So that's why I picked this one. There is tons of true crime mm-hmm. podcasts talking about this one. Yeah. It's the, um, they're calling it the Missouri Mystery Over the Missing Woman in a Cage. Damn. Um, where's Cassidy? The Dallas County Sheriff's Office said that the fire in the home in Windyville which is an unincorporated Ozarks community about 160 miles uh, from Kansas City, occurred Monday night, according to the Springfield News Leader. That's more than two months 
after the 33-year-old Cassidy Rainwater was last seen, that's around July, July 25th, police uh, officially opened a case into her disappearance uh, late August. Damn. A family member called to report that she had vanished. That's insane, man. Then the case took a very dark turn in mid-September when the FBI was anonymously sent photographs that were showing her semi-nude in a cage. The feds loaded, uh, alerted local police to the tip, and officers found seven similar photos on a phone that this one guy, James D. Phelps, had, who is thought to be the last person to see her alive. Is that one of those? That's, it, yeah, that's... that's uh dude in the picture yeah, there? That's this the meth-looking guy? Yeah, well, they both look methy. Upstanding citizen. Right. Well, I'm sure there's some kind of drugs that are involved. It sounds like drugs. I mean, if she was, you know, in a cage with two dudes. Did you hear about like having a good time? Sounds like a really methy situation. Yeah, yeah. very methy. That's methed up. Very methy. Yeah. But I mean, they so they abduct her and then they keep her prisoner in this giant like cage. Well, maybe it's like a is like a like a like a maybe it, it was a kinky thing. Is it like if a, she was uh, my nude? Maybe they were, oh, maybe yeah, maybe they keep, were doing something. Did know? they keep her in a crate for like a fucking? Dude, Doberman pitcher. I'm not. Well, you know that's in, yeah, that's like a big old doll crate. The idea that this guy did a Macaulay Culkin all over the yard mm-hmm. instead right. of booby traps everywhere Must have tells been. me there's probably something else that was going on in that house. Yeah. Something, something else happens. that was stored in that house. Yeah, something sounds fishy as hell. And if the house burnt down, they're trying to cover up something. Yeah. Not just her, but it sounds like there must have been like a high amount of like methamphetamine or something in there oh yeah maybe it was an accidental fire did the house just burn down how long ago was i think it was like this week last week okay not not too long ago so the two dudes she's been missing since since august so she's buried we we just don't know it's not looking good Um, right yeah exactly it's not looking good because um she's a witness to all this 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 meth dude this phelps dude initially wound up on police radar two weeks before the alarming photos surfaced when investigators following a lead uh, in her missing persons case questioned him in his cabin. At that time, according to court records, Phelps claimed that she had been staying with him until she couldn't get back on her feet. Mm. Yeah, so we're not necessarily... So she was living there. Right. You know. Right. Mm. Yeah, we're not, we, we shouldn't necessarily count out or rule out that they're working together. Two, maybe, maybe. Two guys living at the place... Both Phelps and Timothy Norton, a trucker who had been living on his property, are now in custody. They're both charged with kidnapping her and inflicting injury and terrorizing, court records show. And there's, like, rumors of cannibalistic behavior, too. I hadn't seen that. That's what KRCG says. Mark Slavitt from KRCG. But he just said, I mean, they just say rumors of cannibalistic behavior. Well, so I don't now know. you're just sensationalizing the, thing, the story. The thing here it says is there is, quote, extreme nature of the crimes. They're oh. just citing the extreme nature of the crimes that they won't say anything else to. Yeah, I think somebody posted something on Facebook and I yeah. got to read the details about this thing and it was really dark we're at missouri again so it's it's in the oh i'm sorry it's in the ozarks Ozarks. Yeah, down in the ozarks lebanon um, i think so lebanon uh unincorporated town of where the hell was it's closer to springfield maybe yeah, windyville windyville okay like past branson maybe no, i don't know it's yeah, unincorporated so there's like no, southern missouri there's no local government there. there's probably not even streets there to be honest wow right. yeah i think this is actually more of a when when the story when the story was first being read by Scott, it was it was like this feeling of dread, like oh right. this poor girl. 
But as we kind of get into more of the details, mm -hmm. now I'm just thinking, let's not forget they're both meth heads and they're smoking meth. So well, who knows like what this is all? Oh, yeah. Right. Like what, who knows what this is all about? Like this could be like just a bizarre story. And that's exactly what it sounds like to me. They're in some other town. Yeah. And like about they to, started over about to have fun. You know, maybe maybe good for them if that's the case. But they've got the two dudes, don't they? Yeah, the two guys are in custody right now. These these two guys are in custody. She's missing. And she's missing. So she might be dead. Might well, be. this this reminds me of the whole Gabby story that, that we've yeah. been talking about for yeah. three, four weeks now. And almost. yet they haven't found Landry. They still haven't found that motherfucker. Yeah. Yep. Dogs on the on the uh, hunt. Though, there's, another, there's another story. Dogs. Yeah. Dogs. Do dog's daughter came out and said that she thinks that dog. Is all about the publicity. You know, the, the living daughter. The one that, he doesn't talk about. Right. He that talks what about you, the dead daughter. That's yeah. what Scotty said last week or the week before. Right. The dog's just in it for dog. Dog's in it for, you know, the publicity. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. I mean, he does have, like, the credentials of being a good bounty hunter. Mm -hmm. But you have to also remember he's a celebrity. Yeah. Right. Let's not forget. Beware of the dude with Look information. Beware of the dude with information who's got a book to sell. Would, would it not be man. badass though if dog just like came up on Landry and just elbowed him to the fucking head? <laughs> I would love He's it. He's like, I caught this son of a bitch on my own. And just drag him out of there by the scalp. Well, then we need to re-talk about how my taxes are going to the police. <laughs> Episode one. Dog. <laughs> I, just Landry. I have to admit, I don't know anything about Dog the Bounty Hunter. So I know it's a show. I know it, he's a dude. Is he a legitimate bounty hunter? Or is he someone that used to oh, be yeah. a long time ago a legitimate bounty hunter? And now he's just trying to make a buck. No, he's. I think he's, he's still legit. bringing it in. Yeah, he still does it. Okay, so yeah, he's who legit. does he hunt down? Anybody that, that is, yeah, that dudes who seek bail. So he works for the police. No, he's an independent. He's a bounty hunter, which is which operates separately from okay. the police. Yeah, man, those bounty hunters don't fuck around. Yeah. And we were talking about this last week, but mm -hmm. but you know, it's. Uh, I kind of feel like a bounty hunter that's independent from the police probably has more initiative. To try to find whoever it is that they're trying to find. Well, he's probably got a little more leeway too, I would think. And you know, Landry, I can't believe that guy stole on the run. I'm, I mean, well, from what I understand, there was a story where he was seen at a camp. Well, hit, there was a campsite. This is what I read today. Yeah, there was a campsite yeah. that was uh, just used, and it's in Florida. So apparently, he's still in the sunshine, the yeah. sunshine state. But. I've also heard that they're 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 like tracking him along the Appalachian Trail too. So we don't know where the hell he's. So at. he could be there. There's two too. different stories. Plus, there was a story that came out just a few hours ago where they think now that the vehicle that his mother and father claimed was his it may have been misdirection because they're saying that his parents are now changing the date that he went missing. Shoo! Huh? Right. I think his parents are probably I, his gonna, parents are definitely going to go down for something. That's what I'm saying. They're going to be in deep shit by the time. But you know what? I got it. As much as I hate the dude, I got mad props for his parents because they're all out for their baby. Yeah, so, you know you that's that, what a parent should for do. sure. For sure. Do you think this is like a movie or a series? Mm. Like, do you think it's, it's worth ten episodes? Like, if it were like in a few years when they get this thing figured out, and get maybe the, if we get the whole story and get the right director. So it, it says here, yeah. uh, Landry's dad is to join the hunt for Brian. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do that now. Yeah. Mm. Do you, Do you trust that guy? Well, I'm looking at Maddie's screen over there, and, and it says that that's what the lawyer is saying. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I don't fucking believe that for one second. If that's what his lawyer. Well, I mean, we've not heard them talk at all. It's all been through their lawyer. 
People have been having fist fights out in their front yard. Right. Stuff, yeah, that, that's in. fucked up. The dad goes out like in the middle of the night to check his mail. It's a whole, it's a whole weird situation. There was a, there was going to be a, there was some kind of confrontation right outside their house. I guess it was one of their neighbors, and some guy was trying to use his property to like, you know, take pictures of the yeah. house or whatever. And this dude like went off on me. He's like, if you fucking keep using my house, I'm going to beat the shit out of you and this and that. And look, man, I respect that. It's my right. Hold on one second here. Look at that. These people are. So this is uh, Brian Landry's sister. Um, she's going to break. She's breaking her silence to say, Brian, give up, Brian. I haven't heard this yet. Turned up low. so much more about this case in the week since we last heard from Cassie Laundrie. It turns out she was also on that family camping trip that Brian took with his parents after he returned home without Gabby. Man. Still doesn't know where her brother is. No, I do not know where Brian is. I'd turn him in. Overnight. I'd turn him in. Gabby Petito's body was found and her brother Brian was reported missing later named a person of interest in Petito's murder and wanted by the FBI in a fraud investigation. I really wish he had come to me first that day with the van because I don't think we'd be here. I'm worried yeah. about him. Angry. I don't know what to think. I would tell my brother to just come forward and get us out of this. Be a fucking man and give yourself to authorities. The last time she saw her brother the last time I physically saw it and the last time I physically spoke to my brother was on the 6th. I tried to get to Right before he left then. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's when she saw it. Showing Brian and his five-year-old nephew camping at Fort DeSoto Park with their parents five days before Gabby was reported. Well, that's, that's what that dude does though, right? He's a camper. Wow. He's a survival. Yeah, he's like one of those he's, he's beer grills, like, yeah. like survival type like your guys. grandpa. He knows how to survive, man. Yeah. Not as yeah. cool as your grandpa. Not as bad as your grandpa. No. My grandpa, you'd never find the bodies if it was my grandpa. <laughs> Man, there's bodies out there still from Dave's grandpa. In the, in the Alaskan wilderness, they're frozen. It's true, though. Old people know how to do things. Right? Yeah. yeah. generation, that knowledge will get lost. Families yeah. of bears were crying yeah. because of Dave's grandpa. If you live through... If you live through... <laughs> <laughs> if you live through the Great Depression, you know how to do things. Yes, you do. And you have everything, like you've saved everything too. Right. You got peanut butter cans, you got cans that you opened your peas up in. You've saved everything. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Recycled coffee. Right. My grandma did recycled coffee. She right. used the same coffee grounds every day for a week before she'd throw it out. So that's uh But then she wouldn't throw it out. She would like put it in her plants or something and grow the most amazing fruit and shit in her garden, right? That's right, man. You guys, we we have another it. guest who just showed up. We do. We, do. we have Mo Lewis Mo in Lewis. studio. Mo, grab that mic right Hello, there. Sir. How Mike. are you? Flip it on. Local celebrity Mo Local Lewis. Local celebrity Mo Lewis. As heard. It's a pleasure. Radio. It's all the way up. It's just... Oh, there you go. Yeah, you go. All right. What's up, brother? Should be you hearing good? yourself. Good to see you. Dude, the, the digs here are sweet. Yes. Right, right. Actually in the... Uh, yeah, I know, man. We've been trying to get you in here for a minute. I'm the glad last time we got did, you. Yeah, the last time we did this, we were all on four different devices. Right, yeah. And it was like, okay, we're on delay right now. Yeah. The yeah, feel was a lot different. Nobody look up that, that podcast. Yeah, no, no, no. No, that's an old one. Yeah. Hey, we're at like, this is 73 right now. So. Yeah, I know. 
It's it's yeah. deep in the in the cauldron of. Well, I see. I, I see you everywhere. Oh, it's course. lost to history. I'm in the drive-through at Wendy's, drive-through at uh, Smoothie King, you know, Central Bank. That's the marketing <laughs> team. Good marketing team. Hey, man, we just yeah. We give our stickers to a bunch of homeless people, and they just go out and they yep. stickers out. Of we give them a, we give them five bucks and a fucking hundred pack of stickers and a fucking sticker. pat on the back and say, "Go get them, boy." Go and a couple of, and a couple of shorts. <laughs> Here's a pack of smokes. Right, right. No, go hit up Wendy's. Yeah. Go. I'm not even going to mention the picture that you guys sent me the other day of, of the of the uh, sticker. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't mention that one. So there's a couple of them at McDonald's that are they're they're boldly put right up on the window. So that's it. That is pretty they, bold. They can't even see it anymore, but yeah, it's boldly they're, on the window because they're like on top of other stickers. That, that <laughs> they, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe you need to do a better vetting process of your employees. Absolutely. Of our homeless. Yeah. Make, our- <laughs> make, sure, make sure they're quick on their feet. I usually go to the guy that's up on Dick's Road. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That dude's always up there. Yeah. Same spots usually. Has there, you know, I've only, that's a good thing. I've only been in Jeff maybe, what, six years now? Has there mm-hmm. always been a huge homeless like no. issue here? No. no. Um, but I can say in Columbia, like just 30 minutes down the road, um, yeah. yeah, there are some major intersections where yeah. uh, there's certainly regulars. There are a lot of uh, exits where there are regulars. There are yep. convenience stores where there are regulars. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, they're working 40 a week out oh, there. Actually, too. Yeah, and they're working too. Yeah, yeah. Regular... Well, it's homecoming weekend for the University of Missouri. <laughs> so, if, you know, it's all hands on deck. Yeah. I like homeless people who are like truthful. They're like, you know, won't murder you. Just give me money so I can go get fucked up. Yeah, I got an idea. I got I got an idea for homeless people, and I think that's I think it's a great idea. If anyone if anyone's listening, what we do is you, is you give them you get them this stick that's got that'll hold two baskets, a, a right basket and a left basket. And on one basket it says trash, and on the other basket it says donation. And so you just stick it out there, hold it out to the cars, and people can dump their trash. That's amazing. In the basket. That's brilliant. And they can throw them some change, and then they can collect the trash. Hmm. Find the good shit. Well, that's a brilliant idea. That, that's actually like... Well, Boy, I hope no this, homeless person is is listening to the podcast sure they're becomes innovative. Right. They'll come up with that idea. The Scott, did you know we have like the highest homeless like <laughs> listenership of any podcast? Our homeless game is killing it. <laughs> but but yeah, but, but Mo got all the patents this year. So, right? so the homeless person that comes up with the idea is actually legally I have supposed a, to cease and desist. So I'll have to come see me. For- <laughs> I, have a, I have a funny story for you guys. So we were coming back from Florida. And we were hopping, we just got off of 70, and we were making a left onto Kingdom City, coming, coming back to Jeff City. So there was a homeless guy right there on the corner, and I was I, I was like right there, like first car, first vehicle right there. And so I rolled my window down, and I was going to give him some money, and Sarah's like, wait a second, give him this. And she hands me a big, bu- a big bag of Cheetos. Nice. <laughs> so I said, hey, buddy, here, man, have some Cheetos. Like, it's unopened, whatever, like... He's like, I don't want that. I was like, all right, see you later. <laughs> Burned <laughs> off. He ain't that hungry. Man, like it's good to know that they weren't that hungry. Right. I even like there there was one guy where uh I forget what I think it was in Jeff City. It was years ago. And I asked him, I was like, I'll buy you something to eat if you want. He's like, No, I just want money. Yeah. I was right. like, Oh fuck no, man. You know. Yeah, and that 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 is a kind of a weird alternate. Like if you're hungry, yeah. then I'll I'll feed you like Jesus would. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Matt is Jesus. Jesus. I won't <laughs> just say it. Matt is Jesus. I'm Jesus of the podcast. But I'm not paying your cricket wireless. <laughs> Mint Mobile, bitch. Or my Boost Mobile. <laughs> Jesus was also. But, uh, but there's uh, there there is like one guy who's up at Dick's Road all the time. Yep, I know that guy. And. I'm telling you, this this guy probably makes like $80,000 a year. Well, the worst is the ones that used to sit uh, by Colton's, and they would park their Escalade on the other side of Colton's, so they would come out, act homeless, get paid, <laughs> go to their Escalade, and go home. Oh, That's I didn't crazy. know I didn't know about that. That's crazy. Yeah, you got to watch them, because they would also be at the end of Walmart, too, where they have the sign at the old abandoned Chinese oh, yeah. riots. That says, no panhandle. Yep, I've seen I that read sign. it that way every time. Me, too. Yeah. Me, too. And, yeah. That's actually really feasible, Matt. Eighty thousand a year in salary would be bringing in two hundred and nineteen dollars a day. That's oh yeah, he could do that. That's feasible. That's feasible. doable. That's doable. Yeah, you but can't be a day though. because you right. know, there are those right. people who are suckers and they trust people, and are they just they're the, those are the ones who are throwing twenties. Yeah. You know, forty no, bucks for a radio station, and I'm thinking that maybe this is a new angle for our salespeople <laughs> who can't get anything. Right. Like, don't, don't offer advertising. Just go to say, "Hey, can I have money? Just can I just money? You're more successful just asking yeah. for the money yeah. than you are to sell the advertising. I'm not going to give you anything. Just give me some cash. <laughs> <laughs> but so honestly, true. like you know, I have more respect for the guys out there with the sign. Please give me money because I want to go get a forty. Because <laughs> yeah, because in your heart Just you be wanted to have the forty. You know, I'm like, you know what? If you're gonna be homeless, you might as well be fucked. Yeah, I'll be homeless. I'm gonna get you two forties. Right. That, yeah. I feel like I I feel like I noticed more homeless people right around the time COVID hit in Jeff City. I mean, that's when I started not noticing them. They were disappearing really? at that point for right. me. Because up until that point, it was just like there was a. Jesus, this sounds like my kids are having it out. There was a uh, a man and woman couple with a mm-hmm. dog. Mm-hmm. You can always tell the people who are homeless and the people who are not homeless. Mm-hmm. If they don't have everything they've got with them, they're not really that homeless. Yeah. Or if they look clean. Right. You know? I mean, that that guy's not really, you know, clean and a brand new pair of Adidas right. out there. He's not homeless. Maybe we should try it sometime, guys. The three of us as a pr- promotion for the show. Go out and panhandle together. No, I'm good. You good on that? Okay. Uh, I like my warm, comfy bed at home. Uh, no. We used to call that a radio stunt back in the day. <laughs> right. We could probably do a couple stupid radio stunts. Yeah, we could. You find an intern and the uh, possibilities are endless. That's what we need really. for interns. Let's get some interns, guys. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, with interns. Right, no kidding. We're going to need you to camp on top of the Hardys for three days. And you're not going to get paid <laughs> for three days. They get paid just as much here as they would at anywhere else. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes interns get lucky and they get paid. I didn't get paid when I was an intern. Yeah. That, I that was never a, an intern. Yeah. That, I, I, I um, had to hire a few interns over the years and... It was new to me that I had to pay them. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because when I was growing up, like I thought that was just kind of like an understudy. You show up to the job and you yeah. learn yeah. and stay out of the way. Yeah. Basically. Get yeah. the coffee. Get co- I was gonna say get coffee. Yeah. I interned right down the road from where we work at, at uh, KWOS at that radio station. That's not there anymore, is it? I think it is, right? Yeah, is it? Um I don't know if it's in Cat Country's in that same building. Uh, Cat Country. Okay. Yeah. Right behind the McDonald's there. So Mo um James Cowan, did you know? Yeah. Did you know that guy? Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a book about him. He killed his wife by, yeah. you know, uh, putting oh, antifreeze yes. in her Gatorade and eventually killed her over 
yeah. a couple months. Um, what was that guy like? Uh, amazingly normal, and and you know just okay. So so he's got this like fiery red hair, and he had that kind of ginger's complexion, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but he was just a, a a very smiley guy, always you know glad handing you just that kind charismatic yeah you know and i mean i remember when he came into town he had told us the story you know that his wife had died and of course all the gals at the office were just oh james i'm so sorry you know it's so terrible and then i mean we had parties over at our house he was at my house for one of the couple of our campfire parties sure in the backyard and uh now you know looking back on it it's just ah so it's just creepy, you know. Right. That. Did you read the book? No. So I, I, I had parts of it read to me because there were segments that were about people I knew. And so it's a little backstory. So, yeah, I was going to so, say, what's the? So apparently, like, he always had to have like, he was always trying to keep up with his friends. Like, if his friends, well, obviously, if you're in radio, you're not making. Oh, you ain't making any. You're not making like a bunch of money, but his right. friends were like, "Speak for yourself." Right? His friends were financiers and other stuff, so he was trying to keep up with all of his friends and all that. He would, he would get like these big, expensive vehicles that he can't afford, and yeah. like yeah, he was just in tons of debt. And so, basically, all this debt led up to, you know what? How am I going to get out of it? And obviously, his wife's um, uh, insurance policy. Her life insurance policy, yeah, was like the ticket for him to get out of all all of it. And he was lying about so much right. stuff. He was lying about being a professor at Harvard, and, and then he was like just disappearing for the day, and and, and then coming back. And yeah, he thought he was working this job, and you know, it was just he yeah, was a liar. He, and he was he out was, like killing people yeah. and stuff. Yeah, he killed his wife. He just killed his wife. That was it. Yeah, yeah. He just poisoned her over a long period of time. He would and put like small doses. Yeah, she doses. had it coming. They didn't know what was going yes. on. Yes. Oh, so it was like like a Munchausen type thing. So what he would do is he would put he was small doses care of her. Yes, yes. So he would give her small doses of antifreeze and her Gatorade and just keep and feeding her. And her. Did all of this make stuff... sure she drank her liquids and stayed right? Yeah, she was drinking her liquids. All right. Did all of this stuff just hit the news? No, oh, no. This was no, like no. ten years ago. This, but okay. Him being such a veteran, uh, veteran uh, talent in this market, like. I was I was always wondering if you knew him. Oh yeah, yeah, I know yeah, the story you're talking about. While he was working at the station, and I'll, I'll never forget the the company station meeting that we had yeah. when we found out about it, and we're all brought oh, into I the bet. conference room, and they're saying, sure. "Okay, we just wanted you guys to know that James was arrested in the studio yesterday." That was at Watts the Seven, right? No, that KLIK. KLIK. Okay, the feds busted in in the studio. They walked right in, took him off the air. That's on the air. I remember this now. Yeah, and they yanked him out. And so, so they're telling us this in the conference room. They're saying, "Yeah, James is. You know, he was picked up by the police. He was arrested." And more of our guys, you know, David Lyle's like, "What was he arrested for?" And real calmly, our our general sales manager said, "Just says." He killed his wife. Yeah. Like, and they'll, it just dead silent. Wow. Somber. Like, right. You have got to be kidding. And then, of course, so, some people were very, very upset. And, uh, you know, you know there's, there's nothing worse than trusting somebody, liking somebody, and then right, being yeah. afraid. Oh, Colossally. Wow. We always joke that we know somebody who could kill, you know, he's the guy that's going to come in and shoot the office up. Ha 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 ha. This guy can par- This guy yeah. really did well, no, kill well, some. Right. Well, James never really, and who knows really who he was now, but 
He's in he, prison he, right he, now. For sure. Yeah. Um, he's a coward. He, he was, never. Uh, he's not a violent. Absolutely. No. Just, was, yeah. Uh, that's kind of what league. That's what, his wife. Yeah. yeah that, that's right. Wife. That's what I was going to say. He's James was never the type that would walk into a place and shoot it up. But he wasn't that crazy. Right. He was. If he didn't. If you look back and it's like if he didn't like you, then it was an issue. But the problem, I guess, was for all of us that were there was that he never gave off even a moment of a vibe that yeah. that there was anything to ever question him yeah. about. I mean, he was very sincere, came off very sincere, mm-hmm. and um, he was always very giving. I remember his first couple nights in town. Um, he took everybody out, man. He, I, I got to imagine his bar bill had to have been over a grand. Jesus. Like, he took everybody. How did he get caught? For all the drinks and... They were on to him. They just slowly worked it out. The, the, the they fans. found a search. Well, they found yeah. a search on his computer. Yeah. yeah, that and like her autopsy definitely was part of it. Yeah. And the parents, the parents were very suspicious yeah. of this guy. I mean, he had everyone fooled. I mean, he basically, I mean, how how can you be so I host, I, I hosted a show with him, man. It's like if one of you. Right? You did. If, yeah, if you, one you of you. Your drinks over. Have, you hosted a show with him? Yeah. yeah that, to bring this to you. But I, I, I saw a study about this about two weeks ago that listed the occupations of the, <laughs> the psychopath. <laughs> I know it's radio. Radio. Oh, I'm not. Oh I my God! I believe it, man. I believe it. We've all worked with a couple of psychopaths. Let's be honest. Yeah, but let's be honest too. Yeah, we would think it would be like the sales guys, not the owner. Oh, I got my money on the engineer. He's not getting caught though. He's an engineer. Yeah, he's up to something. I can down only there. picture like Mo having this like chill ass party in the back of his house. Blazing ass bonfire going. James Cowan's there, just like, hey guys, all charismatic, just like, yeah. I'm the coolest guy ever. I'm what's so the, cool. Like, man, chilling, pounding beers with had, boys. He's had a couple of girls from the office right around him. You know, of course he did. That was always that was, it was like thing. him and two of the gals from the office. And That's they're probably like, oh, your wife died. I'm so sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Time to get my dick sucked. We yeah. we have talked about this. <laughs> we talked about this multiple times on this show, man. The lengths that men will go to to off their wife whenever they get some new new tale yeah man i mean look at that guy in colorado he killed his whole family just for a younger woman right right what was his name peterson or something Uh, oh that's scott peterson we talked about that we talked about that here well what colossal cowards guys basically what they're avoiding is the talk that says i want a divorce that's all you gotta do all you have to say you know but yeah yeah it's so yeah it's so weird it's easier to offer though it's it you know, so yeah, James is now not, James is oh, that's, a, that's a whole level of cowardice yeah, that I don't even understand. James is now in a Massachusetts uh, state penitentiary forever, forever, and yeah, now he, he now he's someone's bitch. He ain't breathing fresh air for a while. No, that fiery redhead is uh, pounded <laughs> by somebody. How long of a sentence did they give him? Probably life. life. I didn't say, I'm not even But you sure. know, that's the weird thing that I learned about when I worked in corrections is that life doesn't necessarily mean the rest of your life. Like, right. I'm pretty sure in Missouri, life is like either 20 or 25 years. Yeah, and he's, he's definitely the type that would worry me if he got out. That would worry me. We worked yeah. with a guy. We worked with a yeah, guy. Drink who, the Gatorade, man. We worked, right. we, yeah. we worked with a guy years ago um, at our job. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know who I'm talking about. He we basically... Did. Went after some lady with some bolt cutters and yeah, her mama that. 
high off like this K2 high off, fucking high salts, right? Synthetic cannabinoids. Yeah. yeah, like why would you even smoke that shit? Smoke the good shit. Smoke the real stuff, man, from the earth. From the earth. But this guy, not only that, but he had a pa- he had a past as well, man. God, put this on this earth. He had a past. You went for me. He had a whole record of crime. Yeah. Domestic violence. Right. Yeah. And but yet he would you could he was at my house at Sarah's birthday nice. party years ago. Yeah. Just hanging out, having having drinks on the on the carport. Yep. And you would never have thought like oh, this this little guy's gonna hurt somebody. Right. Like, yeah. He has it inside of him. Yeah. Imagine you know, imagine how much that. effort that takes every day for that guy to, to be normal. To to be overly normal. So normal that it you're the least mm. person to suspect of yeah. doing anything. Yeah, I mean, right. and that's a that's a daily decision. It's yeah. an hourly decision that you make every time you interact with someone if inside the person you are is a murderer mm. which no. wasn't that but, but no. he was a violent no. motherfucker to yeah. yeah so but yeah if you have that inside you and you're trying to prevent that from always coming out mm-hmm. i mean it's a rage you know it's crazy that um when i was reading that book about james Cowan, yeah and i was in an airport reading it oh man i, I mean i bought it and um it's on my bookshelf right now yeah and to see a guy that we know, uh, Clay, Clay Brown, mm-hmm. um, his name's Jack Murphy in the book. Yeah. And he's, he, he's actually in the book. I'm surprised you're not in the book. Uh, wow. I didn't James know. James worked. Or you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, the FBI probably talked to both of us. Did you talk? Did the, nope. Me fucked up. If like, I they stayed they, away from that whole, if like yeah, the, like the like FBI that. had the profile wrong and they just like locked up Jet and he's like, I'm not fucking James Cowell. No, right? <laughs> I don't think they would ever mistake. Yeah. Once they saw the picture of James, they'd be like, Oh, this ain't the bro. <laughs> it's just not fucking man. Right. <laughs> this is the dude. Just like, man, I am not James. You know, okay? yeah, actually, it'd probably be one of the officers. It'd probably be one of the officers that was taking me over to the cell. The officer would be calling him, be like, you know, I don't know if this is the guy he just talked about the Weezer Pinkerton album the entire <laughs> ride. I'm not sure. By the way, that was a great back suit. <laughs> great album, though. Uh, yeah, I was listening to Butterfly on the way up here. Nice. You remember that one? Oh yeah. That's, yeah. Off, that's off of that album, right? Yeah, it breaks yeah. my heart. Uh, yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. Great album. All right, fellas, we're going to take a quick uh, something-something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Break that to our cue. Big thanks to our Patreon patrons, Biscuit Strength, Taylor, the Jeff City Paranormal Society, and yes, JT. Sir. All the way from New Zealand. And the Paranormal Sun. That's right. Thanks, guys. You can also check us out at patreon.com slash the old 77 podcast. Also, check out Last Flight Brewing Company right there on Heisinger Road, right here in Jeff City. Uh, they have different food trucks every night. Also, different beer menus weekly. So check mm-hmm. them out. Really great place. Great people. And uh, we're looking to have a live-to-record broadcast there. Hopefully we also have, uh, 77. Yeah. We have Jet in the studio and Mo Lewis. We'll be right back with them here on The Old 77. Bitches. Got the Mount Rushmore radio in here tonight. Hey guys, it's Matt, and uh, you know we always talk about Last Flight Brewing Company, and we're, we we never exaggerate on how good it is there. They have this wonderful indoor space where you can fit a bunch of your friends or your family. You can take your dog in there. Also, kids are welcomed. We can all drink as equals. It's a great spot if you want to sit outside. There's tons of space. It's a great spot for a sunny afternoon with friends, families, even colleagues. You can do it all out there. Games, cornhole, whatever your vice is, 
They also have a carefully crafted beer menu, which changes all the time. Each beer they put out is delicious. Also, Last Flight won first place at the Missouri Beer Festival. They've come a long way in a short time, so check them out. You can find them on Facebook and online at lastflightbrewing.com. If you're local, check out Last Flight Brewing Company today. Go enjoy some sunshine. Get off your couch. Go. Go right now. Fill up your growler. That's funky. Welcome back to the old 77. It's a safe place in an unsafe world, 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 world. <laughs> segment two. Uh, it's always to, segment two. Shout out to my my, my man, my main uh, my main man, the guy who brought me into this world, Jim Francis. He's seventy eight years birthday, old today. Jim. Dad, Happy I love you. Thank you for my life. Thanks for putting you into mom. And that's right. You know, I was the winner of my dad's sack. You're the last anymore. I was the winner of my dad's sack. Hey, he, made, about. He, made you, he made you an Eagles and Phillies fan. Mm. No, he doesn't really care about sports. Oh, really? Yeah, my dad doesn't give a fuck. Have you always been a good swimmer? I have, ever since I was in my dad's sack. That's right. <laughs> Great race you the runner fa- this Yeah, week. you were the fastest one yeah. in your heat. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Dub IZ. Dub IZ, what's up, bro? What's up, Some wisdom. Every time we see him, he's like, I love the show. and uh, Always talking about we it. We got to get him on sometime. I've been, sending, sure. I've been sending him beats. Have you? I've been sending everybody beats. I was gonna say Dave's been supplying. Anybody want a beat? Also, the <laughs> Dave, Dave sent me a beat a couple days ago. That's well, good, wasn't it? One sec- Great, One more set. Jimmy Bond podcast is back. Jimmy Bonds is back. He liked our stuff tonight. Oh, Jimmy Bonds podcast is back. Jimmy, welcome Jimmy, back to the world. Welcome back. We dude. haven't seen you in forever. Uh, the Scuttle Butt podcast. I haven't seen them guys in forever either. No, they, they're the, nice. they're always liking our stuff. Is it Scuttle? Is it it's the scuttlebutt. scuttlebutt. It's scuttlebutt. scuttlebutt. The emphasis on the scuttler. And the Hamilton brothers. Oh, the Hamilton brothers. Yeah, I like those guys. Wild Nights. Uh, Wild this? Nights with the Hamilton brother. No, it's actually, uh, what the hell is this? The Wild Nights with Rocky. Oh, Wild Nights with Rocky. Yeah. She's out of New York. Yeah. She's a Manhattan podcast. What's up, Rock? She, uh, yeah, she, she's the one who messaged us? Yeah, she's okay. the one that messaged us okay. and uh, actually gave us a listen and gave us a review. So thank you. Cool. Thank we're, you. Ba- we're back with Jet and Mo Lewis. Uh, Two extraordinary guys, uh, and also uh, veterans, radio veterans in a mid-Missouri market. Um, just great to have you guys in the studio here with Thanks us Thanks for coming tonight, guys. Yeah, this is a blast, man. <laughs> Good to see you. Oh, this is the best radio show I've ever done. The voice of God just comes in. Right. Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> he, he can do, doing your no justice you know, well. he can he can do liners for you right now on cue. Voice work. By the way, MoLewis.com. <laughs> If he didn't have somewhere to be, we would totally be having him recording shit for us. Absolutely, man. So, dude, I don't know if you guys ever seen the the movie Zodiac with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, great. The story is out now. Um, we have the we actually have uh we have it pulled up. Yeah. And uh, so apparently they they figured out who it was. So there's a, a group of retired cops. Basically, they call themselves the Case Breakers. Made up of former law enforcement members, intelligence officers, and others. I don't know what others even mm. means. Uh, they believe that the so-called Zodiac Killer, uh, they, they think they've named him. Well, they think they have him, and they've named him. 
uh, on Wednesday. Mm. I don't have the dude's official name. Dave has it over here. What is it, Dave? It was uh, Gary. Gary something. Uh, Gary Francis. Gary no, Francis. Francis is his middle name. Are you sure? Have you verified that? Yes, I've seen the... I I, I read the story, but okay. I just... I believe you. His believe last you. name is... It's it's something, obviously. Um, but so anyway, he died in like 2018. There. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying he died in 2018, but he could have been alive to see his movie in the theaters, right? Oh my right? God, wow. isn't that crazy? You imagine- I think it's crazy that he would have had to spend upwards of $25 to watch a movie about him. <laughs> right. That spoiler alert wasn't right. But not just that, the documentaries. <laughs> you know, we went in there with a date and they're like, this guy's the Zodiac. And he looked at her and went, no, no, it's not. The only way that he got caught eventually is because he sent an angry letter to the movie theater. Right, but it was it's- all in code. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're still trying email. to figure it out. Right. <laughs> You just put emojis down. <laughs> Think about that. There was a movie. There was documentaries. All kinds yeah. of documentaries on different uh, streaming services. That's one of the first documentaries mm-hmm. I remember as a kid watching the Zodiac Killer on A and E and not sleeping at night. Yeah, that's pretty terrifying. All these like crime investigative crime podcasts always talked about him. This dude, he he got a hard on for this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you all, can tell. I mean, he, oh, he was a lover of it. That's you're notoriously sure. known, dude. Right? They don't even know you, dude. And he has a kind of a badass name. Right. I mean, that's that's scary. That's a fucking scary fucking name. Right. Well, it's easy for a journalist or a reporter or a writer to take a, let's call it what it is, a brand Mm -hmm. and be able to sell newspapers, sell, you know, advertising on their radio show or their TV station. Hey, more, you know, more Zodiac all the time. It's a shame he didn't get to see those royalties, folks. Yeah. Man, this is the most cynical I've ever heard this podcast. <laughs> right, it's pretty damn cynical right now, right? <laughs> That's saying something, man. But, like, think about it. Like, this guy was creative in the way he did things, like piecing together notes from different, like, yeah, lettering code. and all that, yeah. and different coding. Like, he was into it, bro. He was dialed in, like, just he loved it. fucking with people's minds. I feel um, like this is like too scaring but... an entire city. Yeah. yeah. San Francisco was on lockdown like he, it was COVID or something. And that's a major city. It's a major yeah. United States city, San Francisco. Right. That's amazing. Like everyone was scared. Like not the Son of Sam there. was all LA, right? No, that was New York. I think. Oh, I thought it was all it was LA. New York, New was, York? was there okay. a curfew when, when he was on the prowl? Was it was that a thing or no? You're just out on your own, like you're hey, good luck. Right. Well, he was only linked to five killings, so Probably not. It seems low for a guy. It does seem low. Ooh, yeah. right? Called I, the, the, killer, the killer himself claimed responsibility for more than 30. Yeah. Wow. See, I think the number's somewhere okay. in between. But they've only uh, like l- definitely linked him to five. Uh-huh. Wow. So the question is, is there one of these guys or gals, whatever, that's out there now that's operating? The, because it doesn't seem like we're... You know, hyper aware at least of of their oh there's so, there's some killing going on in Portland or something like that. You know, it, it doesn't seem to exist anymore. Now, do, does it just not exist, or that's they get better point. at it? That's a really good point. Well, yeah, so well, well, that's just, really good at the, it. The handling of information probably gets better. Well, yeah. that's the thing is that a lot of these people are getting caught by these groups of people that gather together mm-hmm. on the internet. Yeah, it happens fast. And they have nothing, right? you know, that they right. spend so much time. The they figure crime. out shit that detectives don't find. Right. The true crime the podcast. true crime podcast. Yes. Uh, Pat Oswald's wife. Um, oh, that's right. Mary Salinger. Yeah. Who did she take down? Golden State Killer. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And just imagine this. After Zodiac, 
there was the Golden State Killer, like right dude, behind him. Dude, it, All it, that shit was going it's on. It's a okay. Marvel comic, man. So it's is, like you got to have a new villain in right, every right. series. It's the fact that we've got all of these internet detectives out there and that they're so yeah. public. You think that's a deterrence? Oh, no. Um, yeah. I don't think it's a, t- yeah, a deterrence, that, but I think it's awesome that they're catching people that way now. Right. Yeah. And it, I think they're catching them before they get uh, you know too deep into the... You'd like to think, but I don't think we can get that. that. They need to find a way to. It can also be a tool. It. it can also be a tool if they're putting out a message, right? You know, subliminally. Well, you know what? If that, it's used like right. to make the like killer this. think that we're tracking this and we're tracking that, <laughs> and <laughs> really, you're right on them. Like mm-hmm. you know exactly. But you know what? This is just a group maybe. of former dudes who are going through cold cases. Right. Like, That's the team. Yeah. And that was a band. great show. Right. Too. I hope they have a band. <laughs> they got a really cool band. Well, there's that one guy, Paul uh, Paul uh, Paul Holmes, whatever his name is. He's on like all these true detective podcasts. And okay. He's on these documentaries, and he's he was on he was right up the uh, the uh, Golden State Killers mm-hmm. butt too. Wow. Um, but he is like super into forensics, like. And that's and it goes back to what Mo said. Why don't we hear about any more serial killings? And I think it's just it's not easy now. I, I was thinking the forensics is yeah. there. The there DNA. are there are all these true crime podcasts now that like not just investigators are doing, but like regular people are putting in the time. Yeah, yeah, to I, investigate all these crimes. Like there's a group of people, like Dave said, to like find these to find these like criminals for sure. Yeah, I America's looking for that Landry character. I mean, no shit, yeah. right? Right on the. Yeah. Dude, well, it, it, and maybe, and maybe that's the maybe that's the change in I don't know philosophy of sorts with people that are that mentally charged up to do instead a lot of killings one at a time. Mm-hmm. Now maybe they've just changed. And I'm just going to do a lot of killings all at once. Yeah. And I'm going to go out this way. You know, it, it does seem like that. Less serial killings, more shooting spree. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. More. Yeah, I agree. I feel like back in the day, all the crazy shit happened in California. And now, now, now it's all of these crazy. Yeah. You had the Mansons, you had the Zodiac, you yeah. had Golden State Killer. High profile, you're right. Yeah. You know, the 20th century was, California was the mecca for serial killers in the 20th century. That's true. Well, yeah. How about it. Well, all these guys. And Well, the 19th century, though, belonged to these parts, really. We had Frank and Jesse James. Right. Right. James. 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 Chicago. You had that guy. H.H. Holmes. I feel like they had different agendas. They they had different priority on why they're killing. Like, they just weren't killing the kill. They were, like, trying to live and trying to, like, uh, you know, uh, move up in the world by right. killing other people people other gang members right. and stuff like that it was different back then. it was h.h H. holmes is one that man <laughs> that there you go that one is whew, there you go that's Ed pretty Dean. That's a, Ed was Dean. A, yeah he was out of chicago he was the inspiration for uh the texas chainsaw massacre crazy man right crazy up do you have to be to be the inspiration to that i don't know when you're wearing you people's know? skin on your face you gets to be the inspiration like some director or producer along the line has to say we're not doing that Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, we're not doing. You that. know what? Mm, let's let's not. Yeah, real dude, real crazy. I think they said Egain had a lamp, and the shade, the lampshade was made of like human yeah, skin. Oh yeah. Well, wasn't it like all of his stuff? He was slowly replacing things in his home, made like reupholstered with people skin. Yeah. Like, by the way, this was the old list got killed down the street. I'm listening to this, and I'm thinking, how fast will I get thrown off my radio? So I'm <laughs> right? about any of this. See, that's the beauty of this, man. I'm... No FCC on a podcast. Yeah. Okay, so Francis, right. you're right. He's not. <laughs> his last name, the, the Zodiac guy, his last name is like, 
It's spelled P-O-S-T-E, post or posty uh-huh. or something like that. And he looks like a normal guy, right? Like he's just... Well, don't they all? Yeah. No shit. He was just a quiet guy. So apparently right. this dude had a dark room and these Ooh. people investigated a bunch of photos that came from his dark room. And they... A uh, dark room. The team apparently found a photo that featured scars on his forehead that matched scars on a sketch of the Zodiac. Oh, there it oh, is. Oh, there it I is. Mean, just imagine like being addicted to photography... But you just live in a time where the technology hasn't caught up. Right. You have to no. have an act- a dark room. You have to have a dark room that ultimately is going to. I mean, that's so weird. Face. You have to have a certain room in your house where you only have stuff to do that hobby. Right. It's almost like it's almost like a gateway. Homes. It's almost like a gateway to other hobbies. Okay, so if I'm gonna sit down in my hobby, bitches. Uh, apparently, they they also. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> room makes me happy. <laughs> all right, she went. Nice. And we all grew up being scared of what's in the closet. Right. God. So they also said that the team deciphered letters sent by the Zodiac that revealed this guy as the killer. So I don't know if they're talking about the coded one. So the coded letters, they cracked the code? I get, apparently that's what TMZ says. That's what that's what this uh, USA Today story of mine says that then in 2020 someone cracked the code. You've got to know the man's full name in order to decipher these anagrams. Mm. This is what the guy from the FBI or from mm. uh, yeah. It's interesting. I just don't think there's any any other way anybody could have figured it out. So there, you, you got you got to get the guy's name in your head first before you can decipher the codes. Sure. Well, there's also though the idea of ego where right. if you're mm-hmm. like the second or third best murderer <laughs> and no one's found the zodiac killer. You know, anymore, that's a good point. And it's like, you know what? They're probably never going to find him. No. And yeah. they're probably going to find me. <laughs> so what if I just go ahead and uh assume this an identity or the, what if i assume this legend basically maybe you know? i think his motive was just fear yeah he just wanted to install fear well, into a city of one of the one top person. 10 market in the united states right you know what i mean wasn't that it he left one like, person alive yeah so like it's pretty easy to scare san francisco though with hh yeah, sure. homes like that's a great city back then it was with hh homes he would collect the dead bodies skin them and then take their skeleton and then sell them to a university and make money like that. Yeah. Really? Or, or if he had them in the murder house, he would just shoot them straight into like a. He had a, like a little. A shoot. No, he had a shoot and the bodies would go all the way down to the basement. And then he would skin them and put all the meat and throw all that stuff in the, oh my in the oven. And then he would take the skeleton and then sell it to a university. Yeah, see, and all that body part sales, that's all being handled by the mob now. So there's no room for it. That's a good thing. point, right? But do you know where A.J. Jones. Uh, we got the numbers. Do you know where he's buried at? No, I don't think so. Philadelphia, PA. Now we're seeing. He is ten feet under, and it, it's all like cement, so people can't like. Well, they just dug him up not too long ago for a, yeah for a History Channel. So his uh, good for History Channel. His great grandson, I guess, uh, a direct descendant, is like was tracing to see if he was still like actively dead in his in his grave and wow. if he did certain it's things been over a fucking hundred years and they actively they, dead yeah what is actively <laughs> dead mean? well so they it's think, not voting they I mean. think maybe that <laughs> at least in a theory that they they proposed that he didn't die when they claimed he died mm-hmm. that he somehow hh holmes his way out of that death and that it was some other guy who died and buried in his grave 
Mm. But with mm. this dude being a direct, or di- like a direct descendant, it, yeah. it was him. They did a DNA mm. test. Yeah. Okay. But the thought was that he had lived on and had a whole other series of murders that he was responsible Man. for. Well, while he was killing people here, they had Jack the Ripper in England. Right. It right. was the same time. Yeah, that's, time. That, that's the American yeah. Ripper. Right. Wow. Which they never found the, uh, the Ripper in England. Do they have an idea? I mean, there's lots of there's theories, so right? Many, there's so many. There's, there's always conspiracies. And, and whatnot. Right. Think anything's like you really? think they'll ever find out for sure no no it's too old i mean like yeah right and there was there was there was no i mean you can't really just do anything with blood back then well I the mean, story you'd have to be caught in the act of, right and, and then you're guilty but you know they, they didn't have any they didn't have forensic forensic back then. i think yeah. i think our culture is ready for an all-star movie based on actual killers starring johnny depp like, well, like, do you remember the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Right, right. Like, that's basically the premise is let's just take all these very strange characters from different timelines. Some are legendary, some were real, some were, you fictitious, know, some were completely yeah. fictitious. We're just going to put them, put them all in, the, in a one movie together and give them something to fight. Yeah. And yeah, basically, it was the Avengers mm-hmm. with Sean Connery. Like theory of Killers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But just, you know, yeah. I, th- I think our culture is ready for it. I think you're right. Try a Netflix series. Well, it's, you're right. Get three seasons. Not being from this state, I mean, I've lived here for over 10 years now, but like the history of the state, have we ever seen someone who just killed to just fear the public, you know, to make the public fear them? Jesse James. That was about It was wild. Yeah. I'm talking like modern, though. Like, yeah. I can't think of any in Missouri. In the in the 20th century. Mo, do you remember uh, yes, that wasn't dude back there. in the day, James Johnson? You remember that guy? James Johnson. He was on the run for a long time in, in, in Missouri. Yeah. Wasn't there a, a dude in Missouri terrorizing a town and the whole town ganged up on him and shot him? Oh, shit. No, Skidmore. Yeah. There no, you shit. Yeah. yeah they, they, he was a bully. And had been for a long time. Like and everybody long. knew it. Was he a resident yeah. of that town? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Everybody knew him. And eventually, and eventually, I mean, nobody is talking, but as the story goes, they basically cornered just... him in the middle of town yeah, with everybody watching, and they yeah. just killed him. Wow. And everybody saw it, and nobody says nothing. Yeah, when it came time, they all were like, uh, we didn't see anything. Yeah, we don't know what's... Yeah, yeah well, that's know. like... We got to make that movie. Right? Yeah, I think you know, they, and, that's and that and those people are, those people are still alive, what? right? Oh yeah, this is yeah. that long. Ago. Yeah, it's not that long ago. I mean, you have to be a serious asshole just for the whole town to hate you, and you're bullying everyone. And yeah. I mean, that gives that town an enormous, enormous swelling. I would think gives me anything now. Right, right. I think what's what happened. Dead. We just shut up. Well, we can right. get away with anything. I think what really happened was like one person, one guy in the town, like. Just got tired and of it. This is it. I'm taking care of this. And the rest Fucking of the town was like, yeah, you yeah. he 100% Kevin Baconed it. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, let's go mm-hmm. town. All right. You were over here. This is <laughs> right. seven degrees from this. I'm going to speak at the city meeting thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not specific. So he just was an asshole. He was just uh, just being a total prick to everyone. And then they were just like, they ganged up on him and said, yeah, fuck out of here. And I think it was more than just being, I mean, I think he was physically like, like beating them, like he kid. He was, I think it was like Roadhouse. Yeah, he was. He was like the jerk that. Yeah, uh, it was like Roadhouse starting stuff. I bet he had a mullet. He was Brad Wesley. <laughs> he was the real Biff Tannen. 
I get Bim Cannon, where a real human that literally just walked around on the sidewalks and walked into buildings, went to the bank, and he was just being Biff Tannen. Hey! Biff is such a douchebag name, too, man. It really is. Why don't you make like a tree and split? (laughs) What are you looking at, McFly? McFly! Make like a tree and get out of here. Say hi to your mom for me. Yeah, say hi to your mother. What a fucking prick. Oh, what a prick. So it's so good. You know how hard it is to like really sell yourself for the rest of your life. Right. As being the guy that plays that guy. And you peak early too. Yeah. You know? What have you done since? Uh, yeah, he's just counting that back to the future money, bro. <laughs> just counting it. See that that's over there in a pile. This Got is the back to the deposit. future too much. Here there's a reboot in the works. Yeah, have I'm... you guys uh, have you guys ever seen the the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode with Michael J. Fox? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Have you seen it, Mo? No. They're sharing a condo, and sh- they're in the same condominium. Yeah, and uh, like at one point, uh, Larry grabs a so- or yeah, Larry grabs a soda from Michael J. Fox, and when he opens it, it explodes. <laughs> and basically, what happens is Larry thinks that that Michael Michael J. Fox is using his Parkinson's as an excuse right. just to do fucked up shit to him. Yeah. It's a pretty brilliant. Episode. He's taking advantage of the whole. Of course he is. Of course he is. <laughs> That's so fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a bigger fan of Michael J. Fox now than I was even when he was young. Like, I just think he's such a great human, man. Right? What a model human! Like to be that high, be at that place in your life, Mm -hmm. and then have things change the way they change, and still be so positive, positive, and putting that energy. Yeah, Yeah, like no one really feels like. Sad, sorry for Michael J. Fox. What would you, know, you do? They, they just feel like, like man, without us. <laughs> yeah. What would you do? There's some great covers on YouTube, by the way. Without us, of, of this it, theme Franny. song. It's great. I don't know the rest. <laughs> I I do. Dude, family, I, t- we're not going family ties was a great show. Come it was a great show. Courtney Cox was on it. He was like he was the love interest of Michael J. Fox. Yeah. He I forgot about had him. a chub for her. Wow. She took off on a train. He was like, fuck, I got to go home and masturbate. Mo knows this. Courtney Cox was also in the Springsteen video, right? That's yeah. right. I'm that, I am that old. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely. Courtney Cox, that's how she started. Dancing right? in the dark, Dancing right? in the dark. Yep. Uh, really, get out of here. Yep, she was in that video. That's how she started. That Jennifer Coopers. Nino fucking the boss showed her the business. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. It's like, oh. You can come on tour with us, girl. <laughs> boss. <laughs> boss. <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest it was max probably bruce <laughs> does have like he like has the it's so funny like the dude just oozes cool even when he speaks he always talks kind of like gruffy you know like he wants to be remember he was in jerry Maguire. was yeah. it jerry Maguire? Mm-hmm. um i want to say it was a sports movie hmm. you're talking my, max weinberg oh no no max <laughs> weinberg I were no. I was talking no, Bruce. 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 Yeah, no, he, yeah, he did a movie. A bunch of shit. Remember the movie? Um, uh, he had appeared by the. Oh, it was High Fidelity Ooh, with John Cusack. Okay, that's right. He, yeah. he showed up next to the bed, I think, while John Cusack was like dreaming or whatever. Yeah. And he's like playing his guitar on that's this right. box. Like, Let me tell you a little about something. And just like, you're the coolest. Get the leather jeans on and then the leather pants. And Cusack looks right in the camera and goes, "Thanks, boss." It's like nice. that's money. That's that's old Bruce for the Straight out of Jersey, motherfucker. Bruce for the win. 
You know, you're a Philly guy. I always meant to ask you this. I'm sure you've already answered this question to a million people before, but the re- the rest of the country has their opinions mm-hmm. on the best Rockies. What's Philadelphia's favorite Rocky? Philadelphia's Great question, favorite that. Rocky. I would. I, I mean, it's pretty torn, but I would. Ha- I would have to say the original. Man, yeah, that um, one felt more. It's more Philly, Philly than anything because yeah. that 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 movie was actually filmed in my neighborhood. Wow. Oh no, kidding! It was no filmed kidding. like five blocks away from where I lived. Was he chasing the chicken in your neighborhood, or was he? Yeah, like... that was all in Kensington. Oh, that was all in Kensington. Gosh. That's crazy. And it's Matt's front yard, and it looked it, it looked shitty with all the trash everywhere. That's how it was. That's amazing, <laughs> man. That's it was amazing. a concrete jungle. Trust me. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> so, shit is. Did you know the locations then? Like, did you know that? That pet store is actually the well, like store. when they filmed Rocky, I wasn't born yet, but then they went back to the neighborhood, and like I think it was Rocky Three when they all moved back, right? After Rocky lost all the money, the and better sure. movie, yeah. like they came back and oh, no. had to fight Tommy the Gun underneath yeah. the uh, underneath the L stop and all that. <laughs> that was all in Kensington. I was alive for that, but the original Rocky, I wasn't born yet, but my mom and dad lived there. My mom and dad, my dad said he went down and I, where they were filming at and stuff. He was like, they was, remember him filming and shit. Uh, the original my dad yeah my dad did my mom really didn't yeah i was gonna say care. was it a big deal because so, at the time it, sylvester stallone was an utter no yeah nobody no, my, so my pop would he i think he worked his job was near that area and he would be walking home whatever is it like an annoyance no i was I, just like they're filming a movie you know what i mean like fucking it, filming this movie it was it was a shit neighborhood back then it was there was trash everywhere. Did they have like guys on the corners down. singing all the time? Too? See, now that part is bullshit. <laughs> they, the guys wouldn't be singing. They'd be like looking at you hard as fuck. And if you looked at them, they'd kick your ass. There was nothing about singing like, you have boys to men on the corner, like, you know, put up. East Coast One of them's holding a cheese stick. Hey, everybody, we're on Elkhart and Frankfurt here, just chilling out. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, sir? Chucking no. hands of whiz. I always thought that was a little weird. And still, <laughs> instead of them like saying, saying hey, what's up, Rock? They'd be like, hey, fuck you. I could tell you, it, I could tell you it was probably a favor or it was probably a, a commitment that they had to make in pre-production Didn't, isn't that the, how they got frank into the movie maybe yeah, so yeah yeah, yeah like it had yeah, frank be. stallone was in that it had to be a little foursome on the corner oh yeah it's the only real reason do, 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 do. and i think at the time when the movie was being made i think uh frank rizzo was mayor and he was like the hardest mayor philly's ever seen frank rizzo frank rizzo he was like, like Rizzo, there was, there was a guy. There I was would vote if I saw if I didn't know anything about politics in Philadelphia and I just saw I'm one big Frank guy Rizzo. that said Frank Rizzo. I'm like, <laughs> he seems like the safe choice. Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think no one's gonna fuck with Frank. No one's Rizzo. gonna mess with the Frank Rizzo no, city. Forget no. about it. I don't even need yeah. to see it. Yeah, yeah. He was the Sinatra of Philly. Right. <laughs> he was <laughs> old brown eye. Like, hey, motherfucker! <laughs> Back in '45, I made this song. It's about your mother. It's called "That Lady's a Tramp." <laughs> hey, oh, hit it, Johnny. Play it, you son of a bitch. Hey. All of his friends are like bizarro versions. They're all filling out and shit. Takes a man. He's got he's got Lenny Dinkins Jr. Lenny Dykes, the Sammy Lenny. Davis Jr. Oh my god! And you're just constantly like anti, but really racist, adding. Play it, you little brown bastard. All right, let's go. But everything you saw in the original Rocky, if you haven't seen it, it everything's authentic. 
Every, the wow. whole neighborhood, except for the band, except for the the group of guys right. like singing acapella. And the fucking to this, day, to this yeah. day, Rocky is my favorite. <laughs> Rocky. I, I felt like yeah. uh, later, of course. Um, I think Stallone later when he was making the later films, he was like, I need to go back to that vibe. Yeah, yeah. the vibe that won yeah. the Academy Award in that movie. A Rocky movie. Yeah. In that movie, Rocky does everything for Adrian. Like right. the reason why he's fighting is because he wants to prove to Adrian that. He's somebody because yeah. he was always down on his luck. He worked for these mobsters. He was out collecting money. He didn't money. believe in himself. He was, yeah, right. he was a piece of. He thought yeah. that he was a piece of shit, and I thought that. You know, it's an amazing thing. It, it makes really you is. become like this magnified version right. where it's like I have to believe it in myself, you. or this woman that, or man that I'm in love with right. will not right return the favor. And, you know, and I have she to be changed, confident. And she changed everything for him, just like every right. woman does for a man. Makes him a better person. You're right. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, round of applause for Mo Lowe. Mo Lowe, everybody. Mo just took off. I got two really, really good blurry pictures of Mo. <laughs> see you, Mo. Have a good one, brother. Later, brother. <laughs> Always good to see that guy. Uh, shout out to Last Flight Brewing Company right here in Jefferson City. Uh, go see them. Go outside. Get a growler. Enjoy. Take your dog with you. Take your infant baby. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, they don't care. Take them all. Yeah. They, the whole they welcome everyone. They the don't discriminate. Won't drink. It's okay. They have yeah. popcorn. Yeah. No, the babies have to drink. That's a new rule. <laughs> Who's the next Nonsense. One? Pish posh. Uh, also, check out our friends <laughs> at Hickman Automotive. 60s Spirit. West Main Pizza. Who else? I know we're missing Jeff City somebody. Paranormal Society. That's right. Biscuit, because biscuit they're, Strength. They're also our uh, Patreon, Patreon patrons. That's yeah. right. Thank and you, guys. Biscuit Strength. And our boy from New Zealand, JT. That's right. Live from Tower Studios. Cool. He's putting out new content right now under mm. the Paranormal Sun. Go check him out anywhere. I'm excited about that. You get your podcast. Tell your stuff. So we'll be right back with Jet for the, uh, the cool day. Yeah. Oh, it gets crazy. Ooh, cool maybe down. we'll have some trivia. Oh, yeah, maybe. Shut we'll you down for some trivia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. We'll be back. We'll be back, bitches. Hose. In the Groove, Vinyl Records and More has the widest variety of new and used music, carrying new and reissued vinyl, used CDs and cassette tapes, in business for over 20 years, offering the best variety and service we possibly can. In the year 2000, we started out as a little hole in the wall, and now In the Groove is a full-service record shop with thousands of records to choose from, buying rock, jazz, R&B, soul, and blues records, 33s, 45s, and 78s. We also buy CDs and cassette tapes. We've been buying and selling since 2000. In the Groove is a one-stop shop for records, stereo equipment, CDs, and other fun oddities. 708 Jefferson Street, Jefferson City, Missouri. Give us a thumbs up and follow us on Facebook. In the Groove, vinyl records and more. It is time for the cool down on old 77. Now you have to read all the words. It is time for the cooldown on the 77, old 77. You want me to say the cooldown, right? Well, yes, yes. Uh, the 77. Right, well, the old okay. 77. i try it again. It is time for the cooldown on the old 77. Oh, yeah. That's the longest intro ever on the cooldown. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome to the cool down, by the way, Jed. Thank you. It's good to be here. On the cool down. Doesn't it feel better in it here? It feels so cool it really in here. It does. I feel, I, I feel like... I feel at ease. Relaxed. Nothing other than cool is going to happen. Yeah, the final <laughs> segment <laughs> The final segment of the old 77 is now the cool down. That's right. Well, well, you well branded, be. man. And Sponsored I'm by these nuts. <laughs> I'm a, dude, I'm a sucker for these nuts jokes, man. Oh, that, was, that, was, that was really well played. Oh. All right. Brought to you by D's Nuts. Brought to you by D's Nuts. Welcome D's. D. Fine sponsor to the show. Rick D's in the weekly top 40. Anybody listen to Rick D's back in the day? Yeah, I had I had to play that show <laughs> on the station. You know, really? Yeah, uh, pop station. What is weekend? What, what is this? Oh, that's right. You're about to enter the Trivia Octagon. Better late than never. Right. I didn't even remember it was happening. I'm over here frantically been, trying to... So we haven't done trivia and trying so- to talk about Rick Dees. I'm sorry about that. Well, we can talk about Rick Dees right now. Rick Dees has... He had, a, he had a countdown show, but he also had a number one song on his own countdown show. Rick Dees. Disco Duck. Look Disco it up. Disco Duck. Yeah, Disco late Duck. 70s, early 80s. Rick Dees, the DJ... Made a song that also went number one. What? Yeah. That's fucking terrible. That just sounds terrible. It's like Ryan Seacrest writing a song that goes number one and and has to introduce it. Turn around, introduce. Yeah, Carson Daly with the number (laughs) right. I'm Carson Daly with Lee's fine ass fingernails. Here's this song. Am I the only one that thought Carson Daly overdid it with the fingernails? They were always painted black. I think we overdid it with Carson Daly. You know, that's a good point. We made him really so popular. So tired of Carson Daly. We so made of that. You know, like Does he still have this show like that's on like on NBC like late at night, like that little half an hour long show? Carson Daly always has a show. Okay. I would hope so. He'll always have a show. Yeah. Yeah. Rick Dees was seventy one he's seventy one years old. Rick Dees is still alive. He lives in Jacksonville. No, okay. Well, I think he's got another number one in him. Still kicking. Probably. He's got a number yeah. hit song in him. 71 year old. Rick Dees has something to say, you guys. He's he, lived a life. <laughs> he's actually. Um, There's a lot of heartache. He's 27 years older than his wife. Attaboy. Good for him, right? Rick Dees doesn't fuck around. Rick, Rick Dees, Rick, that guy. Rick Dees is number one with a bullet right now. Mm. Okay. Or Viagra, I don't know which. Much respect. Definitely the blue pill. Much respect. <laughs> he wants to go while he's coming. He's richer than shit, though. Like, uh, is he, though? Good for him. We've all been in radio. Is he, though? Dude, yeah. he's syndicated for, like, fucking 30 years. Well, that don't mean shit. Bob and Tom were syndicated, too, and, like, one of them was, I think, <laughs> broke or something. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just him. Like, it's he doesn't have a partner. You know, like, those guys are partners. Right. Like they had, they had old school radio where it's just the one dude. Right. Oh yeah, and the worst shows get as many people on one show right. as possible. Oh, are you? <laughs> you mean like three of them? How, so Rick Dees is doing pretty. You're right. So he's worth fifty million dollars, Rick Dees. Fifty million. Yeah. That that even seems low to me. Right. That does seem low. Rick Dees is like a legend. So it tells us that if we ever became legendary broadcasters at no. the height of Rick D's, we would only be making 50 million. 
But that's like, you know, we wouldn't be a billionaire. Howard Stern, Howard Stern's like 500 million. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. So we at least need to be Rick D's level is what you're telling me. There's so what you're telling me is there's a chance. Shoot the moon. (laughs) Shoot the moon. We're going after Howard. All right. I think I'm ready for Trish. Rick D's is where it's right on. He's happy where he's at. You know, I would think yeah, he doesn't want to be Howard Stern. That he's guy. probably playing golf every day. I bet he isn't. He's I good. bet he stopped playing golf like ten years ago, Maybe. and now he watches golf, but he does it like by a pool. Yeah, he watches it at a pool, getting head. Someone, <laughs> someone else answers his own phone for him and lets him know when there's a call. She's like, "Hello, hello, Mister Dees. Hello, hello. I gotta give me my get his dick out of my mouth. <laughs> Should I answer it? It says, Mother." Yes. Oh yes, Preston, please do. No, it's one of those the woman's calling. Alert. <laughs> Alert. Mr. D's. Guys guy looks like it's that your mother is calling. It's fucking Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> right? Yes, Jarvis. <laughs> would you like tea time today, sir? No, just blowjobs. Thank you, sir. <laughs> what would your Jarvis do if you got to create a Jarvis? Like well, we know Tony That's a tough Stark's question, man. We know Tony he would be Tony Stark's Jarvis was like mainly like like a, a helper in his shop, you know, give me this, you know. I think I'm going to butter passer. A, a, a butter a, passer? Yeah, Jarvis that just sits on the, the table and passes butter. <laughs> and it's aware of its existence, so it just hates itself. What would be cool is Jarvis actually goes over to the butter and then part of it, like, chop, it's like, it's a knife that like, pops out, like right. a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> and then toasts your Blink. fucking, Blink. Blink. toasts your bread for you and like puts Perfectly the butter on it. the bread in. You're like, fuck, yeah, this is awesome. Here's your fucking toast. Take it and go away. Thank you, Scott. Right. Take it and fuck off. (laughs) Danger, Scott. I think if I I can create a Jarvis. Rolls out of the room. If I could create a Jarvis, I would get him him hired at a job to make a salary. And he would be the best at his job. So he would have all this intelligence so he could be... It would be whatever job mm-hmm. I pick for him. So it'd be like, I want you to be the best astronaut in the history of astronauts, Jarvis. Mm-hmm. And then I just collect the money because money is worthless to Jarvis. Right. Good point. Yeah. That's Jarvis true. just wants to complete the mission. I think my Jarvis would be around the house. Like just, Jarvis would like mow my grass, clean my house, like vacuum. A walking, talking Alexa. Um, <laughs> basically wash the bathrooms. Like, I don't, cause like I hate fucking cleaning, dude. And when I, yeah, it's, I get it. We have, we all yeah. have to do it. But damn, it sucks when you're doing it. What's the thing sure that, about what what cleaning thing do you, do you hate the most? Me, I hate washing dishes. That's what I do. I in my cannot house. stand the we, dishes. Well, you know, I don't have a problem with dishes. You don't have a dish. laundry. Yeah, laundry. Me and Scotty are the same. Laundry. I don't do laundry. Vacuuming takes time, but yeah. I would think like the kitty litter is like the worst thing. Um, and I fucking um, hate. Like I don't even. Yeah. I like our cats, but Sarah loves the cats. I'm like, yeah. well, they. Yeah. yeah. Where do you keep, no. where do you keep the litter box? Uh, downstairs bathroom. And up it's, the cat's ass. We keep up on it. It doesn't smell, but it's just a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Germans, man, fucking hate cats. And like dog shit, like cleaning up dog shit. That right. sucks too. Yeah, because they never grow out of it. Like a, a child eventually yeah. learns right. to do it themselves. Like Sloan right. is now hand free. You know, you, it becomes a hands-free device. Right, mm-hmm. but dogs always shit on the floor. Is that what you're saying? You get me a beer. Yeah. Like yeah. if you need your child to get you a beer, things of that nature. But I like that she can grab her own drinks now. She'll be like, Daddy, I want a soda, or Daddy, I want like a juice juice or something. I'm yep. like, go downstairs to the fridge. Yep, she's and grab it out of it. And she's like, Okay, Daddy. 
And then like everything that I do now, like like taking up the trash, I'm like, Sloan, do you want to help Daddy with the trash? Yeah, Daddy, I want to help him with the trash. Yeah. We're both up there. And she's like, this is all it's she's like, Daddy, this is heavy. I'm like, Yeah, it is. It's it's very heavy. I've had those same conversations with my boys. Yeah, just like, Strike while the iron's hot, man. You know, she was like do that after a while. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, so she loves doing helping. She tries to help with chores. Yeah. So that's awesome. It's it's pretty cool. It's a beautiful thing to see, man. It's like this little person, man. Man, I just hope in sixteen more years like you just turn out to be really lazy and the opposite like be really cynical no man it's like my dad always made me carry heavy things and and that's not even the worst yeah right. like it'll be riding in the back of a trans am with the t-tops down smoking my dad was such a prick and meanwhile matt's like holding that memory is one of the most cherished of his life that's my girl that moment when she would like you know just help me out with chores and then and then (laughs) heart philly too Boom, my blood. Like when she grabs a batter, she's like, Why am I grabbing this? <laughs> Why am I throwing this at people? It just like gravitates towards her. Just... Is this the biggest one that you have? Like the force. Yeah, it's like Thor and his fucking hammer. It's like it doesn't seem heavy enough. It's like, why not? This feels really natural. This C battery doesn't feel heavy enough. Where are the D's? You have more. Where are the D? Uh, Do we only get one to start? <laughs> snowballs. You guys throw snowballs in the winter? We throw batteries. We throw batteries wrapped around snow. Are we keeping score? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but we're about to. I have five windshields. How many do you have? <laughs> so tell me the real story about the Santa Claus thing. Sick. Okay, so everyone knows about how Philly fans threw snowballs at Santa Claus. It happened back in the late sixties. Okay. And here's the true story, man. Like not a lot of people get to hear the true story. Right, that's what they just the abbreviated, like Philly fans suck. Yeah. Right. They threw snowballs. What was the context? And they also throw batteries. What was the context? The context was Santa was this fucking degenerate drunk who was dead. at the game. It was freezing cold out. Guy was drinking whiskey and he was harassing other fans. Like, children like just like oh man like teenage kids and stuff like that and um so the you know the fans in that section of the stadium became really irritated with this guy mm-hmm. and so they started fucking hammering him with fucking ice balls <laughs> and snowballs <laughs> i'm sure there were if batteries were around back then they throw some batteries out Tons of balls yeah. um but that's what happened like you know, they you always get that. You know, let's just slice off the top of the story the and headline. Just put it out there, dude. That's a thirty for thirty. You don't get the <laughs> right. Hero. What exactly? That's a whole ass doc. You don't get this here. What exactly happened? Why? Why these people threw snowballs at Santa Claus? Right. They, the, the whole just didn't see Santa Claus and like, hey, fucking Santa, let's go get him, man. Yeah. Well, well, the whole thing. I'm thirsty. I need to get some water. Come on, let's go get the right for sure. Like the whole thing for you. What do I yingling? The, the, the people on the outside, people like me on the outside, like we've always just heard it as, oh, Phil- Philadelphia sports fans. Yeah, they're the worst. Uh, the worst yeah. snowball Santa Claus, right. you know, and it's like okay, but what's the actual content? Right. What happened? And it, it, that's what happened. That's and and then like from there, the reputation. And and back then it was newspapers, right? Which is kind of like if it goes national, then you're like really fucked because you only get to see it once, and yeah. everyone's just like, and then just it's word of mouth from there. Right. Yeah. That was our social media back then. People actually fucking talked to each other and talked about the news and. 
you know, and, and Philly right. fucking Santa Claus gets pegged by snowballs. <laughs> there was another instance where the Eagles were playing the Dallas Cowboys back in the early 90s. This is when the rivalry was like at its peak, dude. Uh, like they just yeah, the Cowboys were winning, hated each other. So they were leaving. So it just snowed like oh, yeah, three yeah. days before this Eagles Cowboys game in Veterans Stadium, and after Dallas won this game. So as Jimmy Johnson was leaving, uh, there was two security guards with him, Philly cops, <laughs> might I add. Okay, and they were throwing fucking ice balls at Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> One hit him in the head. Um, damn the others were like just you know fucking peppering off the body these the police officers Philadelphia police officers boo they were just booing this guy just throw you can see the the ice balls just crushing this man and you have people throwing them from the fucking 500 level that's crazy so veteran stadium gravity of it if you don't know what veteran stadium is veteran stadium was a lot it was like bush stadium right it was a concrete fucking monstrosity yeah turf and you know, you have the 700 level, which is like, it's like a fucking skyscraper watching a game. Unbelievable. Like you're on top of a skyscraper was watching down. stadium looking. style seating or was it even tighter than that? No, it was stadium style seating. Yeah. Well, that story was so well told that I am now going to correct anybody that ever brings that cliche phrase up that Philly fans are terrible. They even booed Santa Claus. Now you know the backstory. Now they know the whole story, and I'm going to tell people. I'm going to be like, you take that back. That's good, man. He was a good people. He was a drunk. He was a son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, (laughs) let me me just say, there's still assholes. Like, I ever said, if you ever want to meet 60,000 assholes at one time, go to an Eagles game. Go to an Eagles game. But here's... here. So my dad and I, this was when I first started working at... We had this national lady. She was working out of philadelphia she worked for the uh for the penn state network but she was doing a lot of national stuff for them as well handling handling like national accounts so she came in for a tour at our job damn i just said it after 72 episodes about it man anyway she was like um oh so you're an eagles fan huh and i was like yeah she's like well we have tickets my husband and i can't go to the game that weekend uh and i was like well i'm taking my bye weekend and i i could you know, if you don't I'm mind, totally she's like, away. absolutely. I'll leave him at the, I'll, I'll leave him at the, um, at the offices there in Philly. And I knew where the offices were. So I went by, picked the tickets up. So my dad and I went to that game. It was a blowout by halftime. We got there kind of late because you had to go through like security and all that stuff. Like metal detectors and whatnot. It was a true pain in the ass. My dad was so mad. Like by the time we got <laughs> the horse, he was like, it took forever you to get to our fucking seats. You know things are happening. So as we're like we're getting into our row and we're like making our way to our seats, and I don't know who the fuck said it, but someone up top there in, in that section of the stadium was like, "Sit down, you faggots." <laughs> my dad looked at me. I was like, "Dad, what are you gonna do? Like honestly, flight the whole section? No." And we sat down. And then by halftime, the game was over. And I was like, and my dad's like, do you want to go to like to a sports bar and watch this? I'm like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. He was like, sit down, you faggots. Like some guy, some uneducated fucking moron out there. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. There's no reason to like, do you think they call like someone that they're trying like to get to their seats, man. Yeah. You know, I think that's a very Philly thing to do. I feel like I think that only comes though when you're losing. Yeah, like when your teams are losing and going through the worst of it. 
like the fans. Everybody's grouchy. And yeah, this tidbit's like long good. enough. Like, like, like it becomes generations of right. frustration, and then that manifests. It does, yeah, and that's what happened before. Like, so when the Phillies won in two thousand eight. It kind of relieved a lot of oh, that. Yeah, it's yeah, like being know. a person who hasn't been laid in a while. You're just kind of <laughs> right. yeah, You're just like you know, it was angry, and you're like, because jerking off just doesn't count, right? Like, it gets old after wanna, a while. You want to get a victory, right? And so, in 2008, Philly like kind of released that energy. Had a giant celebration, giant fucking parade, jizz everywhere, and then. <laughs> the Eagles didn't win until 2017. Every- so you're talking like nine years, nine years without a championship. That's a lot and of so the of fucking, frustration, the anxiety, and the frustration built back up with the fan base. And here they are, and my dad and I are at the Eagles game, and someone calls us a bunch of faggots. <laughs> Sit down, you faggots! I'll never forget that. Oh my god! I'm like, uh, yeah, wh- what? Like, yeah, the worst. Yeah. That's the worst energy. It is, like I go, do I? I went to fucking dang, dude. You, I went to an Eagles Chiefs game. Will you leave? We all went. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah got us tickets to go see the Eagles Chiefs in Hourhead. It was one of the greatest experiences that I've had watching a, a professional team play. Wow, Maddie saw Jesus. Not Jesus. only was the tailgating great, but then the fans were amazing inside. Even though I had my, I was decked out on my Eagles stuff. Mm-hmm. Not one person was just like, "Hey, fuck you!" Oh, right. Like, if you go to veteran, if you go to Lincoln Financial Field with the opposing jersey on, watch out. You're going to get heckled. Yeah, right. You're going to get a battery thrown at you. Yeah. <laughs> were, probably, the, were the Chiefs winning at the time? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Were. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause like, if they were losing, I, I'm a Chiefs fan, so I know, I know the depths of how much I hated the Raiders. Like, I'll always hate the Raiders. But this year, I don't hate the Raiders like I usually hate them. I'm like, they're leave us alone. Yeah. But for a lot of years, my they were better, and mm. I really, I had terrible thoughts. I I, <laughs> terrible. I I am guilty though. I am guilty. I was an Eagles game. Like I was praying for ACL tears. I guess bad. I was an Eagles energy. fan at Arrowhead watching like the Chiefs, man. And then all of a sudden, to my left, like four seats down, I see a fucking. Cowboys fan with a jersey on. They're everywhere. So I had to say something. Sarah's like, don't say anything. I went, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Why are you here? Your team is playing in Texas today. Why the fuck are you wearing that jersey right now? I just want to know. Are you here to troll? What's the matter with you? I was like, I want to know why you're here with that jersey on. There is no reason. There's the Eagles and the Chiefs playing. Right. There should only be two jerseys. That's like going to a Yankees Red Sox game and I'm wearing like fucking Marlins jersey. Marlins jersey. Yeah, right. The right. Marlins man. But he's like he raises money when he does that. Yeah, shit. he does. Yeah. But like that's me going with like this this and you knew that like the Cowboys are rivals with right. the Eagles. So why the hell would you Dude, do that? The only the only reasonable this is only reasonable explanation that he would ever do that is because simply he he doesn't know anything about football. He doesn't care about football. Really didn't want to be there. He's there as a favor. Yeah. He went into a store. He asked the first person he saw with a name tag, can I have a football jersey? No. Yeah. No, 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 no. They just randomly gave him a jersey. Cowboy fans do this shit. They <laughs> really. Even when they suck, dude, they it's, go out ooh. and they're like, oh, we won fucking six Super Bowls. It's really Whatever the fuck it is. Or it's really true what you're saying. Four Super Bowls they've won. They haven't won shit since fucking 1996. Dude, it was 30 uh, years ago. Get over like, yourselves, you fucking cowboy fans. Yeah. Get, get over yourselves. Yourself. Like it was yesterday. Yeah. 
Walmart had so much Cowboys gear. Oh, yeah. Now they have none. <laughs> and, and they're, all, they're all old broadcasters now. So they're right. all in the booths. They've yeah. got the mics. They got the TV time. And so it's like, let's not forget America's those team. 90s Cowboys yeah, teams. Team. America's team. That's right. It was America's Reminds team. Reminds me an awful lot of Emmett Smith, if you know what I mean. <laughs> a lot of people. No, I don't. A lot, of, a lot of people in Texas hate the Cowboys. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, they're fucking, you know. They won the public in Texas yeah. now, right? You know, there's a lot of people who hate them. So. A lot yeah, of Texans. That fans. fan base is just really spread out, though. Like, it's a big old state. There's a cowboy. There's a Cowboys jersey in every nook and cranny. And oh God, like a, yes. Every nook, every cranny. <laughs> I like just saying nook. Every sewer. I don't know what either of those objects are. I don't every know, yeah. every prison cell. There's a Cowboys fan. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather find around. every pederast house. There's every a pederast. Pederast. That's a hundred percent true. That's all truth. Everybody that's got a barbed wire tattoo around it's, their butthole. It's funny because I have a couple of friends who are cowboy fans. Too far? They're they're totally fine. So, but really, I hate the jerk offs who aren't from Dallas, like the cowboy fans in Philly. Yeah, like they just they're born in Philadelphia. You should not even like like the Cowboys. Like, why do you even? It, it's because right. it was cool in the nineties. No, they, they stuck with it. But do you know what um, local sports media call those people? The the cowboy fans that are from Philadelphia. What? They literally say they're cockroaches on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> they call them fucking cockroaches. You're hey, a fucking cockroach. You gotta call them the way you see them. That's so fucking. You call it the way. It's like calling someone a fucking Dallas Cowboys fan fans are cockroaches. Cockroaches. Yeah, hey, you're a fucking cockroach. What do you want? I love that the local news. Yeah, actually, the, says the, the, sports, the sports radio people call them cockroaches. Right. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Anyway, we were supposed to do the some trivia, right, Dave? Yeah, yeah. that trip got totally sidetracked with Philadelphia with lore. Yeah, Philly cockroaches. All right, so Jed has chosen to do um like classic country music classic country, trivia, yeah. which is not yeah. what I would have guessed, but from the seventies, eighties, and nineties. What would you know? I should have actually asked for suggestions. Too late now, fucker. Really now, you're, you're committed. What what, what were uh, what, what would you have suggested? I don't know. I did have the thought that Chiefs, since you were a huge Chief. Oh, talking ball. Yeah, we could sit down. Yeah, we but it's too late that. now, man. No, you're right. It's you're right. right it is too late. I've already written them down. It is too late. Okay. I've already written them down. Damn. Here we go. All right, you ready? All right. Everything. Question number one. Question number one. Oh yeah. I was born in 1923. My band was the Drifting Cowboys. My hits included "Moaning the Blues" and "Cold Cold Heart." Cold, cold heart. Uh, Hank Williams. Ding, 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 ding. He was a cold, cold heart. I'm going to sing every song, okay? Very nice. Karaoke time. Karaoke time for Maddie. <laughs> Creepy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number two. Question number two. All right. Now, see, this oh. question is not a country question to me because mm. Janis Joplin also sang the same song. Me and Bobby McGee were busted flat and where? Baton Rouge. Ding, 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 ding. Dingity, ding. Very That's nice. two Matt, for you two. Matt, you give me a hand signal. Another one. I hate, I hate to interject. Glad, you're fine. No, you're good. I actually thought you were going to ask who wrote the song. Oh, well, you know who that is. Yeah, Chris Christopherson. You got it. Yeah. So that's a bonus. Sure, why not? Right there. You're doing good, dude. You're doing Riding good. through this like hot a hot life through butter, baby. Now, this one is like super duper easy. Okay. Which artist came out with the song, I Walk the Line, in the 1950s? Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and mark some hard Johnny one. Cash. Dang. Wow, that was a really hard one. Go ahead and I mark know. that one. Well, oh, they're going to some softballs here. 
Get hard. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for his his slider. Oh, this will be cutter. I hear he has a good. Uh, this would be question five. Usually, Dave ends careers in trivia. I do. I've sent, I've I've caused grown men to cry in this hard. room. Dave. Angel was literally crying in the studio. Dude, Angel got some hard fucking questions. He did. Though. Yeah. Okay. Question. Jet's getting like, do you like to breathe air? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would say uh, yes. What? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you want multiple choice <laughs> okay question number five question five she often sings about her modest upbringing in Tennessee where she was one of 12 children living with her parents in a one room cabin oh man um, <laughs> it's between two people mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess Loretta Lynn no. Nope. Oh, was it Dolly? Yeah, it was Dolly. Yeah. Oh. oh, were you going to say Dolly? Well, yeah, Loretta oh. Lynn became famous for coal miner's daughter. That's so what I, guess, I was thinking. I guess she's from West Virginia. Dolly and those big old titties. Yeah. It's all right, man. It, hey, then, then puppies got to eat, too. <laughs> you had it down to a 50 50. It's all right, man. Shake all, it off. All due respect, Dolly. Oh, I feel, I, I feel good. I it's feel the first one you missed. Question number six. You know she was rocking that shit. She, she, you know she was doing that. My question is what the fuck did Jolene look like? Jolene. Great man. Yes, Jolene had to be amazing. Because Dolly is basically saying, I got no shot to stop you. Right. I'm literally begging you, just do please. it for the sake of doing it. Right. If you're going to take my man, don't do it, please. He's all I got. Yeah. Right. I like, know Jolene's hotter than me. Right. Right. You could probably bounce a dime off Jolene's ass. <laughs> but nobody would have passed that. Right. Still, he was a hot day. chick. Yeah. Damn. Damn whore walking around the bar trying to steal men. I know that there would be at least one person out of that group that would be like, I don't know, she's all right. Right. Yeah, Dolly's husband. I'm just kidding. <laughs> By the way, Jolene's a fictitious, fictional character, so I can call her a whore. She doesn't exist. And... She's a whore. You're canceled, Maddie. Oh my God, I'm canceled. Damn, I'll think of Jolene. She's a whore. See you motherfuckers later. <laughs> so we are on question number six. Yeah, this is number six. Yeah. Quite a talented man, this musician, songwriter, actor, and NASCAR driver was known for his oh, exquisite voice. Oh, uh, repeat that again, I'm sorry. Quite a talented man, this musician, songwriter, actor, and NASCAR driver was known for his exquisite voice. Which one is that? Man. And actor and race car. Yeah, man, you're, you're going back way too far. This is the 70s. Yeah, I guess I'll give you that one. Yeah, mm. Right? Is it Chris Christopherson? No, no, no. no. I think no. another actor. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Marty Robbins. Marty Robbins. Yes. See y'all. Y'all were El talking Paso. about how easy my questions were. Y'all talk shit. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens when you talk shit. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like in Mike Dave's Tyson. Just got hot. I'm like in Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and I forgot the buttons. <laughs> and like Dave is like wailing on me right now. <laughs> And he's you beat Glass Joe and another right. fucking guy. I beat, I King barely Hippo, whatever. Now you got to face Dave, right? Iron Dave, Iron Dave. <laughs> and I forgot the button. I go to fight now, bitches. All right, question. Question number eight. Wait, no. Question number seven. Question number seven. You fuckers. 
which right song? On. Which song was sung by Tammy Wynette, who spelled out the title in the song? <laughs> D i v o r c e. Ooh, and let's give him a bonus point for the spelling. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. Come on, man. No, I won't. I won't allow that. Okay. Here we go. Question number eight. Question number. Eight. Thanks for being a rational human being, Scott. No, man. Who sang Rock Island Line? Oh, I don't. I don't. Uh, what was it? Rock Island Line? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never heard of that song. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Uh, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Rock Hard Line? Hmm. Rock Island Line. Oh, Rock, Rock Island, Island Line is the porno version. <laughs> Did we just get that wrong? Yeah, yeah just, we'll wipe that one off the board. Yeah, we we should have a we should have a we should have a Pornhub search for some of these random songs. No, we should not. What comes up when you <laughs> rock? Oh, no, we should not. rock. Hudson's hard, hard rock. <laughs> All right, got all the ladies and the dude. Okay, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's four in a row now, Jet. That that I've knocked you down. Yeah, okay. No, I'm I'm like I, I taken really. I felt you know. Here's the truth. You guys, and here's the truth to anyone listening. I felt really confident because I listened to a fucking Randy Travis song on the way over here. Yeah. yeah. And so I chose classic country. Uh-huh. I'm feeling really confident Hell in my yeah. nostalgia level. Mm-hmm. And this is what I get for overconfidence. Question number nine. It's karma. It's a lesson in karma. Here's guys. a softball. It's humbling. Okay. It is humbling. Choose the missing word. You're cheating. Heart. There you go. Well, I felt that. Felt that, that felt a little. It felt a little like charity. I know it was. That's because it was. It's okay. Question number ten. Question number I ten. Just <laughs> you wonder. Damn. Is this the pinnacle? That, no, this is it. This, this is, is this is for all the oh, cheese. Okay. The last. The <laughs> last cheese involved. I would have picked the last one. The penultimate. Some ultimates. No, and nobody fucking says nope. the subject of cheese. If I knew I could get cheese, <laughs> we haven't said penultimate. And we haven't said penultimate. That's a great word. It's a great penultimate. Word. Usually nine is always the penultimate question. Yes, it is. All right, here we go. Final question, right. boys. So none of the none of it matters. Here we go. I was born, and if you know the answer before I finish the question, go for it. I was born in Bakersfield, California in 1937. I was in the audience when Johnny Cash did his San Quentin Prison concert. I took up picking and singing in 1960. Did I hear somebody? Was it Merle Haggard? Good job. Good job, sir. Another legend. Yeah, that dude lived a life, man. A tough life, man. He served time. Did you say good enough? No. Oh, I thought he was like good enough. <laughs> there's a there's a bunch of documentaries out on all those old country guys. Said. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't that. Yeah. Kenny Rogers, another fucking old school guy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And actually, yeah. When I was thinking classic country, I am pretty old, but I'm not that old. I was thinking like the 80s and 90s, like George Strait, Garth right. Brooks, yeah. Brooks and Dunn era. Yeah, it's like classic. Yeah. Memory. Brooks and Dunn was good shit. Yeah, I like to call it shit kicking country. Neon Moon. Garth Brooks is Neon Moon. Yeah, on the Neon. All right. Oh, so, yeah, I love that song. Yeah. So, Jet, you got six out of 10 correct. Now, Scotty, there was some, was there an, a bonus or something else? Yes, we had one bonus question. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, we'll give him a seven out of 10. Uh, seven out of 10. That's a C minus. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, you know, we, we've got a lot of things to work on and practice on Monday. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> what we're going to do is going to take what we see on tape. Uh, really study it and yeah. you know get prepared for Philadelphia. You did get you did give it one hundred ten percent. I did, I did. 
baseball. Been that's more between. than a hundred, man. Yeah. That's more than my best. And there was no steroids involved. It was a good showing, man. Yeah, I wish there. Oh. I wish there were some steroids involved. I so bad. Tune in have, have you ever taken... dropped Philly? I so badly want to be like, hey, faggot. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if people ever talk about that, like steroid users, like heavy steroid users, like, like you want to get together, like. Do some steroids, or what do you want to do? <laughs> do you like work like, out, though? You're like, it's like, you're like, oh man, that was oh, great. Dude, I got a, I just took. I got a steroid room. You'll love I it. It's totally here. decked out. See, I feel like steroid users probably don't call them steroids, right? They yeah, call them, like roids right. or I juice. Steroids, you yeah. had to keep them refrigerated. Like you have to have like a fridge. So, like in your steroid room, you would do you have a steroid. I got a guy that shoots us in the ass. Yeah, you would place. have to. We'll yeah. roid up. You have to be a doctor, yeah. I would presume. I mean, you wouldn't have to be a doctor. It's a, yeah. Like women well, used to do it too back in. I've years. known some yeah. dudes that like German, the Germans, drugs. the German, uh, the women. Was it the uh, basketball team or some shit? Probably the women team back in the eighties. Probably. Like, fucking... They tested for a mild beaver tranquilizer. No, they were like growing. Fun. God damn it, Bernie! Dude, they were so popped on steroids that they were growing facial hair and shit. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. right. There's a Google. Google it if you're at home right yeah, now. Google it. Check out the uh, German forward with the mustache. Stop! Oh, that's so nice. How make handy with this mustache. It's, it's, you sound like the nihilist from uh, yes from, from uh want oh, a yeah. toe i can get you a toe oh yeah give me five minutes i get you a toe uh, with, with fingernail polish and everything so next week we have the jeff city paranormal paranormal society, paranormal society yep. on with us i'm so excited for that one um mm-hmm. It's, it's gonna be know, a good we're one. weeks away from Halloween, and you know it's a perfect. I mean, tonight was even a perfect Halloween episode. Well, Halloween-ish because we were talking about serial killers and all this oh, other yeah. stuff, yeah. all that fun stuff. But um, you know, next week is going to be brilliant because they, you know, uh, Matt, they are all... fresh off of uh, the castle. I believe they just did one two sure. weeks ago, an investigation at a castle. Yeah, they live streamed really? it, I believe. Yeah, yeah that's I, awesome. I think I, I was watching. Yeah. There, it's it's a very interesting when they're in here. It's very interesting. Yeah, because they it, bring the vibe. We want to. We try to just pick their heads about certain situations they're in, and a lot of it. It's just we enjoy it. It's great. So, um, as you guys, they're listening to it right now. Yeah, absolutely. We can't wait for next week, guys. Hell yeah. And a big ups to them because the Jeff City Paranormal Society, Biscuit Strength, our boy Taylor, yep. uh, the guy who brought in all the stuff and we were bending it left and right. <laughs> like, I've got a frying pan that we bent. Maddie's arm still isn't right. Whoa. He old manned his arm out. Uh, but hey, we all we, we did a good job, all we, three of us. None of us signed waivers. I bent, <laughs> I bent, yeah, I bent a frying pan in half, Jeff. Yeah, man. Do you believe that? Really? I did. I bent a I nails over there that we all bent too. Yeah, we're actually pretty fucking strong. No, we're not. We're not at all. <laughs> I heard No, we are so not much. at all. I watched this dude take a, a horseshoe and bend it like an into a heart. Yeah, into the shape of a heart. Right. Mm-hmm. And his, well, his story was the best. It was like, hey man, this guy just came up and was like, I got this stuff. You want to bend it? Fuck yeah, I want to bend it. <laughs> Whoa. That's the kind of guy Taylor is, man. He's up, he's up for whatever. That's and the I like thing is like when you're doing this in front of him, you think yeah, he's gonna judge me, but he's like, "No, nah, it's all good, man. Don't worry about yeah, it." Yeah, he handed me a pack of cards that was already half torn. He's like, "Oh, look what you did! <laughs> Come on, bro! Come on, bro!" Yeah, man, that uh, was a big fun show. To, big thanks to Taylor, and big thanks to our boy JT at the Paranormal Sun too, all the way in Auckland, New Zealand. Auckland, yeah. 
Give him a give him a check Speaking out. Speaking of, uh, uh, we're going to get JT on the show soon too. Absolutely, we've got to get him back on. Yeah, absolutely. Now, also, if you have a Halloween story, well, for our Halloween show, we want your story, whether it's paranormal, if you see something in the sky, if something crazy happened to you, somebody follow you home, you didn't like it, whatever, something in that kind of genre, you know, tell Anything us about it. Creepy. Yeah, you can stay anonymous. We don't care. Yeah. You can send us an email, the old 77 podcast at gmail.com. You can also, Dave. You can call us on the listener line, 573 246 0779. Give us Jet, a call. Jed, thanks for coming out tonight, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you, brother. Um, I know we're planning on having you in the next couple of weeks. That's so, right. Um, we want to talk about your new movie coming out. Yeah, let's shoot some movie. Let's do it. Let's right do that, too. Yeah. yeah, that sounds good. All right, and also shout out to our homie Mo Lewis who came and joined us. Oh, yeah, Mo Lewis. Lewis. Mo, what's up, brother? Yeah, how can so, we convert? Thanks for swinging by, man. Yeah. Right thank on. You. Just thank, thank everybody for listening. Episode 73 in the books. He's uh, nuts. <laughs> See you next week. Bitches. On the old 77.